All right, continuing our way here through day three at the Beaver Creek Precious Metals Summit. Uh, I'm really excited to be sitting down next to Rachel Goldman. She's the Chief Executive Officer of Paramount Gold Nevada. This is a story, when I first kind of started, I guess, dabbling into the mining and junior uh, resource stocks. This was something that I paid close attention to because of its uh, location, the, the Grassy Mountain Project in Oregon. And it has, uh, it's one, it, it's not been an incredibly busy story because they are in that permitting phase in Oregon, but it is a unique story because you are in that permitting phase in Oregon. So Rachel, Welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much. It's great to be here. Uh, I would love to get just a general background of you and how you got into Paramount and because uh, there's been a couple iterations of management since I've known the story for years. There is. Uh, there has been and there was also, this is the second iteration of Paramount as well, okay. if you will. The first uh, predecessor company was called Paramount Gold and Silver. It was sold to Core Mining in 2015 and at that point we spent out Paramount Gold Nevada named such because we have the historic sleeper yes. property in Nevada which is a past producer with quite a storied history. And um, <clears throat> at that time, though, it was about a $1,200 gold price environment, so sleeper wasn't economic. So as the team started to look around for other opportunities, they came across the high-grade Grassy Mountain Project in eastern Oregon. And as you suggested, we are the first project that's actually ever going through the permitting process in eastern Oregon. So yes. there's a lot of eyes on what we're doing. I think not surprisingly, it, it's taken longer and you know costing a little bit more along the way uh, because of that first mover status. And we'll, we'll get more into that. But so by way of my own background, I joined the company um, in February of 2020, so mm -hmm. just before the onset of the end of the world. Um, and prior to that, I'd spent about 20 years in capital markets in Canada. So mm -hmm. I come at this more from a financial and capital markets background than technical background, but we have a lot of technical support within our company and on our board as well. Were you working in resource equities before this? I was working in sales. In sales? Yeah, so I mean, I was <clears throat> really a generalist for all intents and purposes, okay. so I did have a very strong contingent of resource funds and natural resource companies that, yes. that I intersected with. And um, so that was where a lot of my relationships in this industry came from. And in fact, it was uh, Rudy Frank and I who connected mm. through a common acquaintance who recruited me to come and join Paramount because he is our chairman. Yeah, absolutely. And Seabridges have been a big supportive shareholder as well. So I'm sure you've had to cut your teeth a little bit, drink from the fire hose <laughs> for the last couple of years. Yeah, no, it's, it, but you know what? It's, it's been a transition that I've really enjoyed. Good. Um, you know, sell-side experience, I mean, it's, it's certainly very fast-paced and there's a lot of activity, but it's very transactionally based. And it's nice to be in a situation where we can actually focus on building something. And obviously yeah. there's not the same kind of conflicts that can exist when you're in capital market side of the business. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so let's kind of jump into this thing with Grassy Mountain. Mm -hmm. Because um, I remember like a couple years ago, there was like, you know, I think there was like 14 bullet point items to do list to get this thing going. And, and you know, I've kind of <clears throat> dabbled in and out of the story for a number of years. So just give us a sense of where Grassy is in the permitting process. It's, 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 it's an interesting process because the mining laws in Oregon were established in the early 90s. Mm -hmm. And in spite of that, 
there's never been a mine permanent in the state. It's important to know it's not because they've ever turned down a mine. It's actually because nobody's tried. Nobody's tried. Nobody's tried. Part of the reason nobody's tried is Grassy is the most advanced project in the state. So there are a number of other development and exploration targets there. And in fact, I get approached at a lot of conferences by people <laughs> who own properties in Oregon who want to understand how the permitting is going. So there's a lot of eyes on, on what we're doing. Um, they have actually, though, so even though nobody's done it, it is a pretty well-established process. It's yeah. largely time-based, uh, with the notable exception of the phase that we're in at this very moment, though I'm hoping to be able to show that we'll have visibility on that moving into the next phase yeah. in, the, in the near term. Um, and the other distinction in Oregon is it's a pay-to-play state. So we have to reimburse the agencies for the work that they do in assessing our permits. Really? And that's part of the reason why, since the acquisition of Grassy, we've really been singularly focused mm. on advancing it through various stages of studies. Our last feasibility study was published a year ago in September 2022. And then, you know, working through all the baseline data reports and, and certainly all the, the permitting work as well. Yeah. And so <clears throat> the way the process works is you make what's called a consolidated permit application to the state. Um, there is a an overarching um, permitting agency called DOGAMI, which is the Department of Geology and Mineral Industries, and they act as the coordinating agency with all of the others. And their job is to review the application for completeness. So in the first version of our submission, which we made in November of 2019, they only had three months to review it. Mm -hmm. And they hit that number, <clears throat> but that meant that we got all their feedback at, you know, in February of 2020, yeah. again, right before the world fell apart. And so it was an ideal opportunity for us to slow down a little bit, retrench, replenish the balance sheet. We hired a permitting consultant named SLR, who's very well known in the U.S., to help us with our second submission, which we then made in December of 21. So now we're coming close to two years yeah. of that review having been going on for the, the, for the second submission because in this phase that we're in now, the agencies have a responsibility to work with us collaboratively to ensure that they have all the information that they need at their respective agencies to actually start drafting permits. And it's designed to protect us as the applicant that there, yeah. there isn't a permit that gets rejected because we're missing some form or some you know piece of data that we weren't aware of. Yeah. So now that process obviously is is been long. Um, I think part of that is explained by the fact that they've never done it before either. Nobody's ever done it, so there's there's a lot of newness, and everybody really wants to make sure the I's are dotted and the T's are crossed. Right. And we have a very good working relationship with the agencies. That's something that Glenn, our COO, who's based in, in Santiago, who travels mm -hmm. frequently up to the U.S., um, and the rest of the team have been very involved in sort of nurturing those relationships and helping to move it along. Um, <clears throat> but obviously, as a public company with shareholders, with a board, note holders, and so on, it's really important for us to show that this progress is moving. And I think from the market's perspective, because it's never been done before, it's just easier to dismiss and say it'll never happen. But the reality is we have some very good indications from information that was shared in the most recent public meeting of these permitting agencies, which was held on August 24th. And they have a lot of transparency in their process. They all their meetings are in a public forum, which anybody could dial in right. from. Um, <clears throat> all their meeting notes and agendas are posted to their website, which anybody can access. And at that last meeting, they did state that their intention is that at the following meeting, coming up on October 4th, they would like to reach a completeness determination on this application. Oh. They would like to share their draft notice to proceed. 
And this for the company will, will be a huge milestone because there's a lot of work, time, effort that's gone into this and money. Um, and getting this completeness determination and then, and then the formal notice to proceed document will also be the trigger that starts the 225 day process that the agencies have to then deliver draft permits. Mm. And in all, it's a year for to final permits. Okay. So we'll have come from a period of time over the last four years where we literally had <laughs> zero visibility right. on when this important catalyst would come to now we're on the cusp of it being around the corner. One year. Right. One year. Now, there, there is some potential that there can be some pauses in the clock along the way and so on, but okay. for the time being, yeah. let's just take okay. the win when it comes. Yeah, no, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, it's nice that you know there, you can see a little bit of light at the end of the tunnel. It, it has been, like I said, multiple years in this process. Um, I, I guess the, what's interesting here is that there's way too many stories in this sector of companies working in the United States that get to a certain point that we're like, you know, this thing looks like it's going to get done. And then something somewhere, some people, whether from the government or from local community, or not even a local community, maybe an NGO, comes in and, and tries to put a stop on the 11th hour. Uh, Oregon's really interesting. and I, Eastern Oregon is not Western Oregon. It's completely opposite. Completely. Does Western Oregon does, does the public know what's happening in Eastern Oregon? Well, the public has access to absolutely everything sure. that's involved with this project. And so that's the other thing that makes the Oregon permitting process, I think, unique and advantageous to all stakeholders is that there are numerous opportunities for public consultation. Prior to every single meeting, they'll send out a notice two weeks in advance that the meeting's happening with a public comment form, and anybody can submit comments. Yeah. And some people do. Some people don't, you know, and so if if people haven't been involved, I mean, it's not for lack of opportunity. Um, we also started a, an outreach program to local stakeholders back in 2021, just to get a sense of are there any of these, you know, yeah. un, unsurfaced concerns or otherwise that we can help get in front of and deal with, and and we'll look to revisit that as we get the notice to proceed because there'll be more notoriety around what's right. happening, and you know, you'll you'll see more about it in the press and so on locally. Well, and I I think it's safe to assume that community and the it's Muller, is it Mulher County? Malher. Malher or, if, or if you're um, from Quebec like me, you'd say Malheur. <laughs> I'll stick with Malheur. <laughs> but, uh, uh, you know, that county wants this mine. It, it would oh, be, absolutely. It's it just, it can be a shining light of economic development on the back of resource development. Like, this could be a very big game changer for that area that's been impoverished for a very, very long time. You are, you are so right on that. We, we're going to have about, um, forget about the construction jobs for now. I mean, there are ample. It'll be about 300 construction jobs. They yeah. are transient, but they still do drive <coughs> economic stimulus. But we'll have about 100 full-time employees when this mine is up and okay. running. And, you know, the average salaries are probably twice the median household income in Malheur County. Right, right. It's, you know. it's mainly ranching country there, isn't it? It is. I mean, uh, where we are, there's there's ranching. I mean, near the project, there's really not a lot that you can see or hear that would be influenced yeah. by what's going on 
at the mine site itself. So that's an advantage for us too. It's quite remote. Are you, I, I assuming you are aware of what type of catalyst such a permit and green light for Grassy would mean for the industry? Because there's a lot of exploration, right, happening in Eastern Oregon. And we've seen some really good drill hits. I mean, I would assume you get this thing going, there's maybe some opportunities down the road for some some sort of M&A activity to consolidate the area. You know, that's down the road and maybe a little bit more speculative on my part in what I'm saying. But it, the, I'm, I'm sure you are aware of how important your work is to the, the entire industry that is really wants to uplift mining and exploration in Oregon right now. I think so. And, and these are the types of discussions that we'll have with, for example, our political supporters in the state. We have tremendous amount of support from our local reps, but also the, the representatives and yeah. the state senators really want to see this move forward for exactly that point, you know, that there aren't a lot of opportunities for economic stimulus in that part of the state. Um, but it will also show that and I don't want to say it, it's a signal that they're, they're busting the doors open and everybody can run in and start exploring, but I think what it'll show, it'll give a lot more confidence to other industry participants to spend money yeah. in the state. And I mean, you're still, everybody's still going to have to go through the process and, and it takes time, but I, I think that the work that we've done will also help um, shorten and, and possibly clarify yeah. uh, the, the process and the timeline moving forward. Very good. Uh, it, we're going to have to wrap it at that because we're running out of time, but it's a real pleasure to meet you. Uh, I love that we can maybe see an end to this and cross our fingers that we get a green light. I think it'd not only be amazing for uh, the team at Paramount, but also just you know mining in Oregon and the West in general because it's time we build a new gold mine. Yeah, well, that's that's the hope, you know. <laughs> I hope, I that hope is so the too. hope. I hope so too. Okay, everybody, uh, that's your update from Paramount Gold, Nevada. They do trade on the NYSE American with the symbol PZG. Rachel, thanks so much for your time. Thank you. The information presented should not be considered investment advice. Mining Stock Daily and its affiliates are not responsible for any loss arising from any investment decision in connection with the material presented herein. Please do your own research or speak with a licensed financial representative before making any investment decisions.